0: It's the I B A C, and we've got something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. History is cool, and we'll keep it that well, way. I so
1: we'll combine to mess it because
0: 'cause we've got some things to teach it to.
1: I B A C,
0: get it, baby. Facts
1: on the past, I B A C, I am ready, it up facts on the past from the
2: hat. Hello, my name is the Roboto Tomato. And we got an exciting show for you today on the Itty Bitty Art Committee. First, we will get into the time machine. Okay. First, we will look at the Parthenon, ancient Grease building, with very nice columns.
0: Hello listeners, we're glad that you've joined for another episode of the Itty Bitty Art Committee. This is Audrey Eckert.
3: And this is Alex Giesling, here to tell you about an ancient Greek building called the Parthenon, which was built between 447 to 532 B.C.
0: The Parthenon is an ancient temple in Athens, Greece. It was built to honor the Greek goddess Athena Parthenos.
3: The building is considered to be Doric architecture with Ionic features. Doric was a more basic form of Greek architecture, while Ionic featured more detail.
0: Construction was said to have started in 447 B.C. when the Athenian Empire was said to be at the peak of its powers. powers, powers. Do you need some new gladiator armor for your upcoming (gasps) battle?
1: Well, we have a thing for you. Come Come on on down down to gladi-armor! We have all different shapes, sizes, and colors. It's all sold at a very low Low price.
0: price, The low price price of $1,000 per per item. item. Our store hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday. Saturday. Hope to see you soon.
3: The building was mainly composed of marble that was transported about 10 miles to the building location.
0: These huge slabs were moved by ox carts.
3: Even the roof was made of marble in this historic building. It was made of large marble tiles that overlapped. These tiles were called empresses and tegulae.
0: A major fire broke out in this building after the middle of the 3rd century. It destroyed the roof and much of the interior.
3: Repairs were made in the 4th century. Despite major damage suffered over time, most of the basic structure of the Parthenon has remained intact.
0: This temple was transformed into a Christian church in the 5th century. There were several alterations to the inside of the structure to accommodate the new purpose of the structure.
3: Then when the Turks seized Athens in 1458, they converted this building again, this time to a mosque. For this conversion, there were virtually no material changes to the structure.
0: So the structure was a Greek temple, a Christian church, and a mosque. A, mosque, a, mosque, a mosque. Are you in trouble with some school bullying? Hey,
2: give me a lot of money.
0: Are you tired of getting shoved in your locker?
1: No. Are you tired of getting swirlies in the bathroom?
0: Are you tired of getting your lunch money stolen?
1: Wow, stop
0: being weak! Or you could just buy a gladiator. That's smart. They will fight for you. They only cost five cents per second. Yep.
3: The building has had many purposes and has influenced other designs. Capitol buildings and colleges often feature columns like the Parthenon has.
0: The building also had a specific ratio used for determining the size of columns, the distance between them, even the height and width of the building.
3: The building followed a 4 to 9 ratio. Another interesting aspect of the Parthenon was that since the building was so large, the columns looked slightly curved, even though they were perfectly straight. To fix this curved appearance, they tilted the columns slightly inward.
0: The inward tilt of the columns also made the building look lighter. It created a floating aspect, making the building look significantly lighter than it actually was.
3: It's amazing what ancient architecture could accomplish with today's technology.
0: The front and back of the building had eight columns, while 17 columns could be seen from the sides of the building. This was yet another way the building stood out in Greece.
3: How do the number of columns make the building stand out?
0: The standard Doric arrangement was six by thirteen columns. The eight by seventeen was larger and grander, drawing more attention to this grand temple.
3: The inner cella of the temple was also grand and beautiful.
0: So, Alex, what exactly is a cella?
3: The cella was the inner chamber of the temple. It is Latin for a small chamber.
0: This inner cella was divided into two rooms. The larger one housed an enormous statue of Athena carved from wood and covered in ivory and composite gold. In front of the statue was a reflecting pool to make the room look more humid to prevent the ivory from splitting.
3: The smaller room was the state treasury. It also housed monetary gifts to the goddess.
0: The Parthenon was a marvel in itself, but the art at housed was stunning as well. It featured sculptures, meadows, and its iconic trees.
3: The Parthenon even has a life-size replica in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: The remains of the Parthenon are still standing in Athens.
1: They show the architectural feats
2: of this ancient Greek empire. empire. Art is <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was eating a sandwich. <laughs> Next, we will look at the Leofonius Crater. Ancient Greece Pottery.
1: DJ hey, Jess in the house, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Itty Bitty Art Committee. And, appearing on the first time on the podcast, DJ Pepe, here to tell you about a piece of ancient Greek pottery called the Euphronios Crater, made of 515 B.C. This was created about 515 B.C. Like I just said, bro. May I continue? This was created by Euphronios. This is a piece from the ancient Greek times. Nobody actually knows when they was found, but... But people think that this joke bowl was found in 1971 during the great Christmas month, December. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, oh. And can I continue without being interrupted? You're only a co-host. I tell you what to do. Gosh, okay. As I was saying, this is one of the 27 remaining bases that was owned and or created uh, Euphronius. The bowl was mixed in wine and water, but there's no drinking on this podcast. It also has a scene of the Trojan War and the tragic death of Serpidon. Now it's your turn. It can hold about 12 gallons of liquid. It is a red figure type vase. It's pronounced vase. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right.
0: This year's Olympics are in Rome.
1: Heck yeah, they
0: are. They will be having all the traditional events
1: and More! more! One new one is team riding. Team riding is where one person gets on all fours and the other person saddles them up and rides them around the coliseum. The next new event is tiger jousting. This is
0: where an opponent and a trained tiger joust to the death. There's also much more, but you'll have to wait
1: and see. Book your tickets today at www.ihatemylife.com As I was saying, it is a red, picker like face that is there something you want to say, DJ Jess? <sighs> to all you listeners, just between you and me, it's bots. Back to the story. <laughs> Bad. 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 That has outlines of Greek soldiers fighting into tragic destiny on the backside. Finalized a detailed background with opaque black. You'll never learn any grammar for DJ Pepe. Anyway, records in Italian courts of investigation indicate that the crater was looted from a Ucrescan tome in the Great Sant'Angelo near Cemetery in December 1971. The crater was sold to Metropolitan Museum of Art by Robert E. Hatch, an American Antiquities dealer lived in Rome for $1.2 million on November 10, 1972. Yeah, sources say that the bowl was sold by a man who stole ancient artifacts and sold them. He was later convicted of his crimes. I wonder what other pieces of art study still and sell. It could be an another podcast in the future. Well, do we have any more facts? We are coming close to the end of our segment. Well, folks, it's been fun. Some laughs, anger, other emotions. Yeah, but I have a great ghost. <laughs> 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 Whoop! Well, Looks like we're out of time. It's
2: been fun. So. Peace out, home slices! <laughs> and lastly, we have Nike of Summer Sweet!
4: What's up, listeners? It's Hayden Davidson coming at you live from the art room. Hey, it's Cadence Bristol coming at you live from my bedroom, living in eternal COVID. Have you ever wondered what in the world the Nike logo is? Yeah. How'd they come up with that? That weird swoosh thingy? Well, we got your back. We will give you the answers you need. A long, long time ago, in ancient Greek days, when they believed in all those gods and goddesses, there was Nike, the Greek goddess of victory. Ooh! This is the goddess that inspired the statue made by Greek General Demetrius Poliokrites. Did you like my Greek accent, Hayden? Yeah, it was great. Don't <laughs> worry, Well, anyways, Polyakritas made the sculpture in 190 BC. Nike was created to celebrate a naval victory, and she was the messenger who spread the news of victory to others. The sculpture was also celebrated and praised in Samothrace, hence the name. Where's that? It's on the Greek island in the northern part of the Aegean Sea. Dang, well, what happened to that girl's head? Her head disappeared, never to be found. The same thing happened to her arms. Kind of sketch, if you ask me. Didn't they find her hand later on, though? Yeah, but how do you just find parts of a sculpture? I don't know. Same way they were just finding votes for the president in 2020, I guess. Well, there, let's not get political. Okay, fine. The statue is 18 feet and 3 inches tall. That's like three and a half of you stacked on top of each other. That's like two whole Goliaths. Well, what is it made out of? It's made of Parian marble and a lot of it. It's crazy how they were able to sculpt it to look like flowing fabric. Well, why is the sculpture so important? It is one of the few surviving examples of original Hellenistic sculptures instead of a Roman copy. So back to the whole Nike logo part. How does the logo represent her in the statue? The logo is supposed to represent one of her wings. The goddess was an inspiration to Greek warriors. When the warriors would win a war or battle, they would say Nike to each other to celebrate. That's really cool. I'm sure most people never even thought about what their logo really represented, because I sure never did. I'd love to go see it one day. Where is it located now? Since 1884, it had mostly been displayed at the Louvre in Paris, France. It is one of the most celebrated statues in the world. We should go to Paris one day together and visit it. I'm down. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you gained some knowledge about a pretty cool sculpture today. We're off to Paris. Wee oui, wee oui, 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 oui. oui, I hate it. I want to go get some French fries.
2: Oh, that was nice. Right now, I would like to give you a simple of my show. Roboto, tomatoes. It's a Greek hero headline. Enjoy it! Into Greek, a hairplan! Into Greek, hello, hairplan! Into Creek hello, Hello, it is Roboto Tomato. How are you? I'd like to take a call. Oh, at first caller. Hello! Well... Yeah. <laughs> You see, I I really like this girl, and and, and uh, I I don't know how to ask her, how to how to tell her I like her. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. Well, good news, Leroy. We have a hero to help you. I now bring you the hero Tata.
1: I'm I am the god of thunder.
0: Well, Leroy,
1: I would like to say... Life treats you bad
3: with a little thunder. Well, have a nice day everyone, and don't
0: forget Ancient Greece. Our
1: history
2: is the best.
0: It's the I-B-A-C and we've got something to say. History is cool and we'll keep it that way. I trust from we'll come back to miss it Cause we've got something to teach
1: you. I-B-A-C, It's bitty.